My advice to you is to start drinking heavily. You take drugs, Danny? Good. So what's the problem? Greed, for lack of a better word, is good. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Boy, that escalated quickly. You know, before this is over, I'm gonna need a whole lot of serious therapy. Johnny, I got so much energy. We better start doing stupid shit. Hello, Ellie. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. Good. I was like, hello. And then you're like, oh, I think I should let her in now. I'm like, oh, well, I guess I'm not in oh, I, did, <laughs> I didn't know you could hear that. Yeah. No, it's okay. Right. I was just like, that'd be, that'd be great. That's fine. <laughs> how are you? <laughs> doing good. Good. I, uh, I was actually at the shore this weekend. So I, my head is, I forgot a sunscreen on my face. Of course. Yeah. You know that you're supposed to put that on to like protect you from the sun so you don't get burned. I, I know. I, well, I was concerned. You went to college. You should, you know, you have a college education. You should know these things. I know. That's no, okay. I got burnt last weekend on my shoulders, which I knew was going to be playing cornhole outside. I mm. did like a cornhole mm. tournament all day. Not really all day because we lost in like the second game, but, um, <laughs> but I was like, yeah, I should probably put on sunscreen next time. So, yeah. I mean, I was concerned with the shoulders and the back, but it just wasn't the, the face, I guess I, the face of the head, yeah. The face of the head, which I should have done. <laughs> right. That's that's what you should be concerned with the most, right? I know it's a moneymaker. Right. Exactly. So, <laughs> but thank you guys. I'm in my uh, like I'm at my parents' house in Virginia, so that is not my sewing machine. That was my stepmom. Oh but wow. Nice. Even... Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I would say this is my background. So. <laughs> the home but... studio going. Yeah. yeah, Ellie, uh, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. I'm, I've you know, seen uh, Brad's post that you guys do this, so I'm honored to be able to be on. It's great. Yeah, of course. So um, we are joined by Ellie French right now. She is a sports anchor and reporter at WTOK TV down in Meridian, Mississippi. Um, mm -hmm. So let's, let's start from the beginning, though, Ellie. Um, you know, you went to Penn State. Um, you know, for broadcasting, obviously. But when did you know that you wanted to pursue sports broadcasting as a career and a profession? Yeah, I actually, um, I believe I was, I always tell people, I think I was like 13 when I figured out that I wanted to do it. And it's weird. I kind of have this exact moment where I remember realizing that I had wanted to do it. I was like just a random morning before school and sports center was on and my mom and I were watching it and like Hannah Storm was anchoring or something. And my mom said something like, Oh, if I could do it all over again, like I would do that. And I was like, well, I haven't really figured out what I want to do yet. And I love being around sports. Like at the time I was playing basketball, my brother played football, ran track. Like we were always a sports family running around to different events. And so when she said that something just kind of clicked with me in the, in the kitchen, we were watching and I'm like, that's what I'm going to do. And so then from there, I just looked at schools that had good sports and good journalism programs and ended up with Penn State and was so happy to make the decision because it was a great program to go through and the sports, not even just football, but all the different ones that they had there were so fun to cover and to really learn and be ready for the professional industry. So, Absolutely. But. <clears throat> yeah, that's awesome. Um, 
so <laughs> it's so funny when we like we like bring people on to this podcast, right? So like, um, so like just to give you some background a little bit, um, I started this podcast just to have some just to kind of like give my like friends an outlet to like be able to talk about like all the things going on in their lives and everything. And it's so nice to hear from you. And it's like, it's really just nice to be able to talk to someone that I haven't met before. Right. So like Bradley right. talked up, it's been great and everything. And it's so funny too, because everyone that like comes on here, they have like this uh, kind of like nice background and everything like that. Like I'm just saying like, it's just been, yeah, really cool with that. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, got, I, was I got my say, sneakers in the background, so. <laughs> <laughs> He's showing off the collection. Exactly. Showing the case. Yeah, I know. I was like, should I like attempt to put something sportsy-ish? I was like, should I wear something sportsy? Because <laughs> I was like, I have actually, now that I'm home, my dad got me a cool gift for Christmas. I can't remember if it, I think it was not this past Christmas, but another Christmas ago. So I'm like a big 49ers fan. And I get it from him and he got me a, like Ronnie Lott's one of my favorite players. So he got me a signed Ronnie Lott jersey. Oh wow. So I was like, I have it in my closet to like protect it. Cause I want to yeah. get a, a it framed. Yeah. Like, oh, should I throw on the Ronnie Lott jersey? Like the signed Ronnie Lott jersey <laughs> and stuff. But it's like a massive thing. So I was like, no, I'll just I'll wear normal clothes or something. <laughs> that would so, be powerful. So you, you grew up in San Diego, right? So yes. how did you make your way to Virginia? And then I guess eventually to Penn State. <laughs> Yeah, it's a interesting, and then everyone's like, "But you're from San Diego, and you like the Bay Area team, so how?" Did, yeah, it's right. confusing. Um, so my my dad and stepmom moved here, and I finished out high school in Virginia. So because like for my dad's job, they moved here. I kind of yeah. went with them um, and finished out high school here, and then Penn State. I my mom actually is from Pennsylvania, so I always knew I always knew Penn State. Like her family lives in like Lancaster area, like Amish mm -hmm. kind of area almost. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I always knew Penn State, like growing up, you know, she, they would send us Penn State stuff and she had this big, beautiful, like painting kind of thing that she got actually from when she went to a game. And it's actually, she's in San Diego right now, like seeing my brother and she has oh. it in a, in a storage unit that she's had for like six years. And I'm like, I, I specifically told her, I'm like, you need to go to your storage unit this week, get this beautiful mural. Cause it has like Joe Pond, like the team on it. It's like uh -huh. really hard to explain, get this mural and send it to me. So that way it's not sitting in a storage unit anymore. And she's like, okay, like I'll go. I'm like, I hope it's still in good shape. But um, so that's how I ended up in Virginia because dad moved here for his job and just finished out high school here. And then um, yeah, just landed on Penn state just cause I felt it was like the best fit after I visited. It was a beautiful day, like in April, I think that I had visited and I was like, this is where I want to go. And I was really happy that I did. I didn't really, I think I visited like Maryland because it was close to where I live here in Virginia. And I've gone to Michigan state before because that's mm. where my brother went to school. But once I visited Penn state, I was like, I don't really need to visit like Indiana <laughs> where I got in or something. It was kind of like Penn state and Florida, like university of UF were like my top two, but then, I didn't get into UF, so I'm like Penn State again. So. That's literally that's literally me too. I didn't get into Florida either. <laughs> yeah, they were like they were like you can do online stuff for a year and then come in the next year. I was like, no, no I'm not yeah, doing that. Yeah, I'm no. like, you're not that great, Florida. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm going to Penn State. And I'm like, thank goodness. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, but absolutely. That's so good. 
Yeah, I that's mean, sort so of my exact um We actually, Johnson, we actually met, uh, Ellie and I did at a, um, what was a scholarship banquet through college. Yeah. Yeah. So, seated at the same table. Seated at the same table. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I was, that was like, I was like a freshman and I remember being like, well, I don't know anyone that's here besides like com radio people right. or something. But I was like, I'll just go because it's free food. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That was how we met though, is was doing that. And I, I don't think I got another scholarship until like senior year. So it was like freshman year, senior year, because I kept forgetting to do the application <laughs> yeah, to yeah. fill out. And then I was like, oh, I should probably do that again, like get some money. So yeah, I, I should have done that more too. Um, but that's just kind of how we, we know each other, Johnson. And then through comm radio and stuff, um, you know, where, where she was very involved and kind of like you bounced around a lot in college of comm, right? You CCR, you know, did Penn State athletics as well. Um, you know, like the student you for Big Ten Network. I know that was a big thing as well. Um, mm. But kind of like walk me through those experiences and, um, you know, how they impacted you, not only in college, but how they prepared you for what you're doing now. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I would say, because like from the get-go, I did like Com Radio and um, Penn State Sports Night. And because I, Com Radio was really cool, but I knew that I definitely wanted to be like, in front of the camera type stuff and com radio was kind of more like you could do some beat writing and have a radio show and and do some other stuff so i was like okay that's fun to do but i also want to do like in front of the camera stuff and so i did like a little bit more of like beat writing i guess with com radio because i never had like a radio show except now i'm like oh, that would have been so fun to have because i love <laughs> like coming on podcasts and doing this um and i do like radio in mississippi like every friday morning and so oh really, really i didn't know that but yeah, like our main anchor, he's our old sports anchor, and he there's a radio station called Super Talk Mississippi. It's like across the state, and so mm -hmm. we do sports radio on Fridays in the at the Meridian station. That's super fun because we just awesome. talk about usually college football because it's huge yeah. down there or whatever. <laughs> but so I did then I did some com radio stuff, and then Penn State Sports Night was fun. I can, I think that kind of helped a lot with preparing, except. Cause that's like a show that we would do on Mondays and then we would just throw it on like YouTube that helped. I think preparing just cause like you're literally at a desk and you're reading off the, the teleprompter and stuff, but also it wasn't live or anything. So we could kind of, you know, mess up as much as we needed versus <laughs> if it was live, it would be a little bit more like it. But I think then when I got into CCR uh, senior year, that really helped too more than I realize now that helps because like um, Steve Krasik, who was our teacher, you know, he would tell mm -hmm. us like our requirement was only having to do, I think, five stories a semester or something. But I remember him telling us like, oh, you might have to do like five stories in a week sometimes. <laughs> and I'm like, like, how? How do you do five packages in, in a week or a package in a day? Because I just thought it was like crazy. But now yeah. I'm like, oh, I see what he means because it's just getting in the industry. But uh -huh. I think it I think it definitely helped me. But I think the biggest thing in this industry is getting your foot in the door somewhere and actually like diving in and doing it because you will learn because like, there's only so much in college that they can teach you. You almost have to like remember what you learned in college, but self teach yourself once you get out and like mm -hmm. find your groove, especially with sports. Like you, you start to kind of find like your flow of how you like to do sports and how you like to present stories and, and this and that. So like when I'm on camera, like intro, I don't want it to just be like a generic intro, kind of like make it more conversational as best okay. as I can. And so it kind of like, like, I just feel like I've now found my flow versus in 
school, I was more just kind of reading whatever was on the teleprompter. Right. And it, felt, it felt more newsy. I'm like, uh -huh. sports is fun. Like we can have fun and put our own flair to it. And so that's what I've kind of learned within this first year. Cause I hit a year in July of being in the industry. It's just like being comfortable and being myself finally. Yeah, that's awesome. I feel like that's good advice too, for, for people across the board, you know, um, just kind of like, like you said, experience it and then have your own flair on it too. I, I think that's great advice. Yeah. Cause I mean, the last thing you want to do, especially sports, like that's supposed to be this break from all the not so positive yeah. stories <laughs> you find in the news sometimes, like if there was a murder or, you know, of course, <laughs> coronavirus stuff is, is everywhere. It's supposed to be this break of like, okay, here's some excitement and some interesting stuff to look forward to, even though sports, of course, like everything in life is being affected by that right now. So yeah. you just try your best to, because in the beginning, a lot of it was, all right, here's what's being affected because of coronavirus. But now that stuff is starting to kind of, to kind of finally come back, I can not have to talk about that. Yeah. I feel like it was, it's probably was tough during that, that time there. You know? It was, it was, I mean, there was a, I think I was working at home for maybe like two months at that, like just not being able to anchor mm -hmm. and just kind of creating a sports rundown from home. And our main anchors that we're in would just read it, which was fine. Cause like I said, our main anchors are old sports guys. So it was fine, but it was, you know, and I did like, I went live from home two times. So oh, I, had wow. to like, <laughs> I had to like set up my like studio or like a home studio uh, and kind of like show that. And I did this like, um, cause Mississippi state women's basketball coach, Vic Schaefer left and he's like a legend. And mm -hmm. so I did a story on that and did a story on the new coach that got hired. And I did like a stand up in my living room and I was so mad cause I have like this light fixture that hangs down and like, you can see it like a little bit of it in my stand up, And I was like, almost had it perfect <laughs> but you can see the light fixture in it and yeah. so i'm just like i'm like i have to i feel like include that in my reel though because it's just so <laughs> yeah. funny to be like because i'm like i gotta start making like a one year reel soon probably but which is fun because i'm like i'm it doesn't stress me as much to mm -hmm. make one now versus coming out of school because i feel like i actually have decent stuff now versus coming out of school i'm like i would not hire me I don't think I'm very good. So, so what yeah. is it like working in Mississippi? And do you like it? I actually really do like it um, because I think I just really love what I do. And so I wake up every day being super thankful that I get to do what I do, that I'm like, I would do it pretty much everywhere or anywhere um, aside from like maybe like Alaska. <laughs> yeah, no offense, Alaska. But, um, which is funny because like my my dad's uncle was like an anchor in Alaska, like Anchorage for forever. He's like, uh -huh. You should go to Alaska. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah, um, but I really do like Mississippi. I had never ever visited the South since I went down there for my interview. Never been like had never gone to like Alabama, Louisiana, like anywhere south, Tennessee, nowhere. So Mississippi has been my like first introduction to the south really and i was fine with going there because of how much like being in basically sec country i knew there was going to be like a ton of people that loved college football down there and um also climate like yes mm. it's ridiculously hot but 
I was so ready to get away from like the cold winters at Penn State because I hated them. And I'm much more of like a warm climate person, even though that's like excruciatingly hot climate. But I, I obviously live in a very small place. I mean, we're about maybe 10 miles from the border of Alabama. So we do like East Mississippi, West Alabama is like our coverage area. And it's a small town. Like there's, there's not a Starbucks there like that oh, you can wow. go to. There's not like, I mean, there's not really like, there's some sit down restaurants, but it's like, there's no, like I had Panera for lunch today. There's no Panera. There's like <laughs> McAllister's like one, one or two McAllister's. Yeah. So there's not like, that's I think the biggest thing I struggle with is there's not like a whole lot of, food options and yeah. if there are they're usually like drive through like mm-hmm. wendy's mcdonald's mm-hmm. burger king subway so I'm like but um but i really do like it i'm people are so nice in mm-hmm. south like southern hospitality is such a thing when i first started working there there wasn't a story i did where i didn't get like fed or given water or something oh drink. wow like everyone's like my first story actually <laughs> that i ever did was and he just won the Senate was Tommy Tuberville won oh, the Senate yeah. in, 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 in Alabama. And so at this point he was going to do a talk at some restaurant in Butler, uh-huh. Alabama, where we cover. And they're like, well, you could go do like a sports news angle on it. And I was like, okay, sure. So I just like went and interviewed him quick and it was at a restaurant. It's like Azell's fish shack is what it's called. And so they're like, they're like, Oh, like go to the buffet and make yourself a plate. And so it's like hush puppies and wow. fried chicken. And like, yeah, they're like it please because they just love the coverage and the yeah. people are very very gracious there and really nice and you know they love their whether they love Ole Miss Mississippi State Alabama LSU Southern Miss like everyone has their allegiance to someone so yeah, but awesome. I, I like it <laughs> I've never been to the south I, I, I definitely want to go I know Johnson travels around a lot so you know he's so where have you places. been well, yeah I live, I live in Houston too so like I had a, oh okay yeah, so um, have you ever – you've never been to the Grove, but you need to get to Ole Miss. No, I have not been when it's when it's the Grove. I right, went right. I went to go – before the Egg Bowl, they, they sold, like, Egg Bowl coverage stuff. So I mm-hmm. went to Oxford and interviewed their, like, radio guy who is a former player whose name is, like, escaping me. But I interviewed him and went up to Oxford and met him. And so I went to like where they set up the Grove and everything. And yeah, I mean, it's a beautiful like area there for Oxford. sure. Yeah, Oxford is fantastic. Yeah, um, yeah. everyone great. definitely is like Oxford's like, you know, Ole Miss is like the riskier <laughs> school and stuff like because of the Grove and everything. But mm-hmm. it's, I mean, it's beautiful. Yeah, I've never been to Starkville. So I guess I got to get there at some point. I would honestly say that I feel like Starkville and, and Penn State are kind of similar. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I haven't gotten a chance to really like check out. I don't even know if they really have like a downtown area like we do with State College. I don't think they really do. But I would say because they're both state schools, maybe they have mm-hmm. that similar vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's nice. I mean, they have like, you'll kind of, you usually come down the street and then you'll see kind of the stadium is like really big right there and stuff. and those cowbells are extremely loud. So, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're very, very loud. Like, I mean, because everyone's, you know, walking in and you hear a jingle here or there, but when they're all in unison together, it's like, 
it's amazing. So it's it's very it's very very loud, but it's it's like I've gotten I had gotten used to it by like the third game of covering there. So I'm sure the egg bowl is going to be extremely oh, entertaining this year, man. Mike Leach, Lane Kiffin, <laughs> you know that's going to be that's going to be some entertaining entertaining matchup. I can't there. wait. I keep you'll, you'll probably interview about, him too, right? You know, definitely after because when Mississippi oh, yeah. State won this last year, like you obviously have the post game press conference. It was like Moorhead was super fired up because he's obviously <laughs> like was on the hot seat of like yeah. Yeah. you lose Egg Bowl, you're out of town basically. Mm-hmm. But then they nixed him anyways after the mm-hmm. bowl game loss. But he was his his post game talk was so funny because you knew he was going to be so fired up because of that. And that's when he gave that, that sound bite where he's like, this is my team. Like, this is my school, like blah, blah. Uh-huh. And then he said, he said, you're going to have to drag my Yankee butt out of here. And yeah. it was, everyone was just like, Oh my gosh. Cause like he always gets every, that's the thing. If like, when I say I'm from like went to Penn state, people I think assume that I went like in from Pennsylvania. So they're like, mm. they're like, Oh, you're a Yankee. I'm like, no. <laughs> No. <laughs> no. But people do s- still say that though. They're like, oh, or if you haven't had that, they're like, oh, it's because you're a Yankee. I'm like, I'm not a Yankee. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, no, they, they use that. People will use that. Not everyone, but like some people do. Just like funny. But that game was great after because um because everyone thought that Tommy was gonna play that game because he mm-hmm. had gotten, I mean, Tommy Stevens battled through like just random injuries that season and didn't really get to have a full season. So everyone thought that yeah. he was that game but then he wasn't didn't have pads and so they're like okay Garrett Schrader's playing which he did great his freshman year when he did come in and play and stuff and so that game was very exciting though with like being right there in the end zone shooting the Ole Miss Elijah Moore touchdown then he lifts the leg and we're like he just did the DK Metcalf and then (laughs) the flag is raining and then the missed field goal and we're like oh my gosh there's still time though on the clock but everyone's running on the field and like just when it all ended was was crazy. Yeah, that, that game was insane. Yeah, and I, you know, from watching old egg bowls and talking to people, it's it's almost like no matter how good Ole Miss is or how good MSU is that season, like you could go in and say that Ole Miss is like has won a bunch of games going into this year's egg bowl and stuff, they still could lose. The game is always like such mm-hmm. a toss up, yeah. people say. They're like no matter how good they are, it just always seems to be like an exciting game because of that that rivalry and so it's it's fun but this year it's going to be even more interesting with kiffin and leach because they already like joke with each other all the time because like all the a lot of coaches across the state they were obviously the capital um kind of positioning for the state flag change Mm -hmm. and so you know they were all there and they were all messing with each other already and stuff so it's going to be interesting to see what happens but i think they both have very good offenses though for sure so it's i'm like i know it might be who has the edge defensively but yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be good they there's some talent on both the teams so you'll have, to, you'll have to tell us how uh lane kiffin what he's really like after you interview him <laughs> oh, report yeah. back, that's what he's like i have oh, this yeah. i have this like vision in my head of lane kiffin and i would love to be able to talk to that guy it's yeah. like the Tosh Point O vision of everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he just, I'm, I think that because I liked the, the Lane Kiffin hire better than the Mike Leach hire, 
you know, and I think MSU fans were just kind of happy to get Moorhead out, which I was like, mm. okay, fair. Sure. I think I think Moorhead is a really great OC, and I don't know if he was quite ready to be a head coach yeah. and be thrown into the SEC. So I'm like, that's that's fair and stuff. But I'm like, bringing in Mike Leach as a replacement, like, I never would have expected that. I thought he was just going to kind of ride off into the sunset at Washington State, and that was going to be that. Yeah. So it's kind of a interesting hire because everyone is very, like, they want like a Dan Mullen type yeah. coach back in there. And I'm like, I don't, I'm like, I don't know if Mike Leach is going to be your saving grace, but that's kind of what they're hoping. Mm. So it's, it'll be interesting, but I do like the, the Lane Kiffin hire. That was kind of interesting when they got rid of Matt Luke, but I was like, okay, I understand this, but I, I thought that was a good hire and we'll see how he does. Um, it'll be interesting too, when they play like Alabama and, oh, yeah. and all that. Kevin versus Saban, that's going to be – that's must-watch. Yeah, I'm looking forward <laughs> to it. And they've created uh, – like, I know that Ole Miss is going to have a series with the USC in the future and some other series oh, have nice. been added. Yeah, so I'm like, that'll be cool. And, you know, Penn State and Auburn start their yeah. series next year, oh, which is wait. awesome. I'm actually going to try to go down to, to Auburn. I, I, I kind of want to – yeah, there's a girl actually who I graduated with from Penn State. Her name is Gianna Hahn, and she, um, what I'm trying to think what she did at Penn State. She might have done collegiate and some other things, but she okay. covers she covers Auburn for AL.com. So oh wow! She, so she's there, lives in Auburn, and I'm like Gianna, huh. like, and and Auburn I think goes to Mississippi State this next year, so I'll probably see her. But I'm like, I want to go to a to an Auburn game, but yeah. like. Our, our like directors who normally go with me to games, they're like, we don't want to go back to Auburn because they had a terrible experience when it was Alabama Auburn. They're like, we don't want to go back to Auburn. Well, Auburn Auburn's a really really cool town. Um, I was there really? like five years ago, but it's just so it's even like smaller than State College. Like it's really? tiny, it's quaint, it's really nice. Um, no one would really ever get the chance to go through there because unless you're going to Auburn, like it's just kind of out of the way, but yeah, I want to, I definitely, I didn't even get to go to like Bryant Denny last year, hmm. um, which I, I probably could have, but it just worked out that I just happened to go to like all the Mississippi state games. So hmm. like I have been like when I came, moved down to Mississippi, my mom and I, we stopped in Tuscaloosa on the way. So I got to see it, which is really cool town but i have not got to go to the stadium yet same with ole miss i've just kind of seen mm -hmm. it so the only stadium i really know is is um mississippi state and then state championships for high school football were at um southern miss football stadium this year so i got oh, to see okay. that which oh. is pretty cool so yeah and there's a there's a guy from southern miss who just signed his deal with the eagles he's a wide receiver his name is quez Watkins. he just he oh he's a speedster picked. Yeah, right? he, yeah, I mean, yeah, he yeah, he just signed his deal with them. He might have got like two or three mil or something like that, but he's pretty good. Um, and there's another guy from Southern Miss who's on the like Valentikoff watch list and and stuff like that. So they've wow. they've got some guys that come out of there. I mean, that are kind of talented. But yeah, there's there's Southern Miss fans too. So we kind of like the our our main teams that we technically cover are like Mississippi state and Alabama. Cause they're both only an hour and a half, mm. but then Southern miss is only an hour and a half too. So we cover Southern miss and then like our bubble schools are like mm -hmm. Ole miss LSU Auburn. 
Okay. So, cause you, you'll get some emails once in a while. Like, like someone's like, why, why aren't you covering like Auburn enough? And yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm sorry. They're like five hours away from us. So that's why I don't cover them as much, but people just want to like, you know, see their, see their program represented, especially oh, with the absolutely. year. With the year LSU had though, they were we also kind of covered them too. But so we yeah. just they're our neighbors, so we're like, okay. But our main ones are definitely like Mississippi State, Alabama, Southern Miss. No, I definitely understand. I'll get pissed if there's like a promo. I'm like, why is there not Penn State? Like, why is why is like Rutgers showed more than Penn State? So I have to get the <laughs> representation right? thing. Yeah. Um, but what's like what's like your daily schedule like, Ellie? Like before you know the coronavirus pandemic, you kind of take us through a day. And the life of Ellie French when she's working. <laughs> well, my it's interesting. My role has sort of recently changed. So I am now, I guess what you would call the sports director now of the station because I'm now the Monday to Friday versus before the pandemic, I was like our sports weekend sports anchor reporter. So my role has shifted a lot now. And because my, my daily routine is pretty much just I anchor Monday to Friday and I do like our six and 10 o'clock shows. And so I guess kind of a daily thing for me would be if there is stuff, enough stuff going yeah. on to cover, I'll kind of just come in at like between like one thirty or two for our six o'clock show, kind of get my rundown, like created, figure out what story I want to lead with and then what I want to go into after that. So um, like I'm trying to think the um, Mississippi high school activities association, they had a meeting on, this past Tuesday where they made their decision on fall sports pretty much. And um, they're like postponing the season by two weeks. And so that was my lead obviously for that day is the MHSA's decision, like what, what the calendar now looks like. So football now won't start until September. And so that was my lead. And then from there, I kind of have like an order. I like to try to do local and then go into national but if I have to lead with a, with a national story, then maybe I might reverse it and stuff. But I kind of always try to make sure there's a flow going. So if I'm starting with like high school football, and maybe mm. I'll go to college football and then like NFL and just kind of get that flow going. But um, so that's if there is stuff. Now, if there's not content, then a lot of it is like a day or two before, like if I need to go to a practice and you know, get some film, like when they returned, were able to start summer workouts, like just asking a coach, when are you guys doing workouts? And a lot of them, since it's so hot, are having them early in the morning. So I'm waking up at like 7.30 to go to practice at like 8.30 and film some, and then come home and take a nap and then go put the show together and yeah. stuff. Um, but yeah, so going to practices and interviewing coaches, like talking to the kids, like what's it like to, to be back and to you know, be able to practice. I know things are different. Like they couldn't touch the football for like the first three weeks. What was that like? How hard mm. was that not being able to use the football? And they're like, Oh, it was, you know, it was rough because they're like getting back into shape, but now they've kind of had like a month and a half almost of getting back into it. So teams are starting to kind of get back into being in shape and soon enough, like, cause when they made that decision, like I said, they've, said this is when the football season will start these are when they'll start wearing pads like this is when it'll happen and that's really good for us too at the station because we do like previews of teams leading up until like every friday we have our football friday show and so we like to do the previews before the football season starts and so we've kind of had to put that on hold right now because we're like well are we gonna have even gonna have a season like when are they gonna start working out of pads like where are we gonna go like who's working out and so just figuring out all that stuff but 
that's kind of what they decided. I think the Alabama schools are going as normal. Like they started in August, the Mississippi schools, though, they, the public at least have delayed it till September. The private schools though, they're starting in August and same with the private schools in Alabama. So, cause we cover like private for both and public for both. So oh, okay. like, so it's keep, and then also keeping tabs on the junior colleges too, uh, yeah. because that's the junior colleges play on Thursday nights and like the national junior college athletic association made their decision last monday um so it's kind of a busy week um that yeah. they're pushing back fall sports to the spring but then like the mississippi association of community colleges came out and said that they like refrained from voting for that so they're gonna have their own vote and decide basically and so i was trying to talk to all these ad's at yeah. schools that we cover um and i'm like so because you guys didn't vote, like, are you going to try to have a season? But the national said that season's going to be pushed back. So how is that going to work? And I guess they're going to vote and figure out if they all want to play each other. And that's that, or if they're going to, but if they do decide that, then they can't compete in postseason stuff. If they follow what the national said, then they can compete in the postseason. So it's like, it's just kind of a mess with them right now. I'm like, I don't know what they're going to do. Like, a lot of like I talked after the decision was made because we cover like um, I don't have you guys ever watched like Last Chance You? Oh, of course. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So we cover EMCC because Scuba mm. is like forty five minutes north of us, and so Buddy, like, is so he's so nice. So I just call him. I'm like, what is this decision that the MACC put out? Like, what does this mean? And like, what are you guys gonna do? And uh, he he essentially just explained that. The, the region that the they're in region 23 wanted the national to wait to vote. And so that's why they didn't vote because they wanted the national to wait a few weeks to vote. So they were just putting up the statement basically saying like, we don't agree that they made this decision right now, but he's like, he didn't really like give a specific answer of like, yeah. no, we're not, we're not playing football like this fall. Like he just is like, we have to kind of like wait and see what the MACC is going to do and stuff. So I'm like, I'm like, I don't even know what's going to happen right now. But I, I, I feel like you're one of the few people I've heard describe Buddy as nice because he does not come <laughs> off that way. It's so funny. I also am like really good friends with his daughter who she makes. She's never she never seen the show, but she actually makes an appearance maybe like once or twice in it. Uh -huh. um, and I feel so bad because it's like the, the part where they have her in there. She's talking about like, oh, like my dad's like really great, like kind guy. And then it flashes to a video of him like screaming at a player. And I'm yeah. just like. You know, like, of course, Netflix just tweaked oh. that so much. I mean, because they really did. And that there's no, like, it's not surprising because that's, like, reality TV. Mm. They're going to tweak it to be how it is. Not saying that Buddy wasn't, like, a very passionate coach by yeah. any means. Because, um, you know, the whole thing with the, the him getting into it with the ref and stuff. Like, he's he is a very passionate coach. But he is, like, the nicest guy ever and, like, cares about his players so much and like wanting to get them like he knows that this is like a stop for them to get them to yeah. that next level and stuff and um i think like the big thing for him was after that first season just seeing like how much it really blew up and like i think seeing himself according to his daughter lauren on on camera and how he was really made him step back and be like oh gosh i don't want to be seen like that i don't yeah. want to be seen as this like raging crazy coach that no one wants to play for he's like i just want to be seen as like a coach that cares about his players and he is he is so nice so but i 
feel like his time at EMCC might be coming to an end kind of really? soon. Yeah, that's kind of the vibe that I got from like talking with his daughter and stuff is like, you know, he's not looking for an out right now, but yeah. like if there is a way that like it, it could be coming soon maybe because he's been there wow. for he's entering his 11th season there now i think so he's been there a long time yeah. so i don't know but that's kind of something that i've heard and like i don't know if that means like next year he could be gone or mm. soon means four years or five yeah. years like who knows and stuff so it's like with Saban at Alabama, they're like, when will his time be? They're like, well, right. he's from like he's from like West Virginia. And I guess they're playing West Virginia in a series in a few years. So they're like, mm -hmm. will that be the end of Saban in yeah. Alabama? Like, so it's like, who really knows? Yeah. But, you're breaking you're breaking news on this show. Look at you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's I know. I was kind of it's interesting to hear because it's like one once a coach has done a lot of really good stuff for a program, you want them to stay there forever, but yeah, you know that absolutely. you know that the time's gonna come eventually. The last because the last national championship they won was not this past year, but the year before, I think, or May something. Seventeen, yeah. something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Because this past year was a very down year for them. Yeah. Like they lost maybe like four games or something. Oh wow! It was just interesting. So, um, but they still get a lot of really like talented guys. Like they have some guy like a defensive end. I think that's being recruited by like Auburn or. Mm. or something so they still get some some talented guys and stuff because i mean they still even though they haven't like won for maybe like two years or something they're still like the team to beat probably because of like last chance you and yeah and all that stuff but there are some really good some other really good juco teams like um, mississippi gulf coast that won this past year is really good too so it's like like junior college football and like junior college, like sports in general, Mississippi are really big. So, and I, my world of junior college was like mm. nothing before I went to Mississippi. Right. Yeah. There's, yeah. There's, then you there's, there's, out yeah. And it's a whole. New yeah. Book. And like, I knew last chance you, but I really didn't watch it until moving to Mississippi. <laughs> like I had seen it on Netflix. I remember mm -hmm. when it was like a trending show and being like, Oh, it's football. Like I would probably like that, but yeah. never watched it. And but it's so accurate the way they describe scuba, like this train track and you cross the train track and that's where the school is. Like that's, that's literally it. Like there's nothing really else in scuba except there's like this four way stop and then you cross the train tracks and that's like down a little ways is where the school is. Like there's nothing, it's like you hit it on the way to Starkville from Meridian. Like that's really it. Oh wow. So there's, there's not a whole lot in scuba, <laughs> but, but it's really fun. Like people have like, cause it used to be called scuba tech. Like they have their, they love it. They're like scuba tech. And so there's a, there's a lot of people that have gone to, to EMCC. And then there's also like East central community college we cover too. And like, um, a guy who just got drafted by the Redskins this year played there Antonio Gibson. He was, he went in like the third round as like a wide receiver. And then like Tim Anderson from the white Sox played at East central. Like, so just wow, really, really random people have stops in Mississippi that you just wouldn't even ever expect. So. Well, Jerry Rice went to what was it Mississippi Valley State, right? Yeah, he was like born in Starkville and then went to high school. I actually mm -hmm. looked this up yesterday. <laughs> he went to high school like an hour south because I'm like, where is he? Like the high school he went to, I didn't even recognize the name, but he went to high school like an hour like south of Starkville or something. And so I was like, okay, but he's he's one of those players like coming out of a HBCU school that, but I think it was honestly just him as a player like 
no matter where he went, he was always matter, just right, gonna yeah. be this player. It's but I've never because that's like up in the Delta. I've never been to like North Mississippi and stuff. And like Memphis is close to Mississippi too. And I've never really been there. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, Ellie, we have one more question for you. <laughs> so I'm nervous. <laughs> 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 no, no. He's like I, so I, silence. That was <laughs> the hot seat. Yeah, I don't know why I paused there. Um, so I have a few uh friends that are reporters and they kind of bounce around from like network to network around the country. Um, so just where do you see your career going and and what do you eventually anticipate, you know, uh to happen in the long run for you? Yeah, um, I probably see at least in the short future, my next step being going to like a higher market next, uh, wherever that may be. I'm not 100% sure because it's kind of just, I guess, dependent on like what's going to be open. Yeah. But I would love to try to maybe be in like a, like I have a friend who's a meteorologist in like Baton Rouge and he thinks that like their sports person might be leaving soon. So he's like, oh, maybe you can come to Baton Rouge. I'm like, yeah, maybe like a Baton Rouge or somewhere like that with, you know, a little bit more civilization <laughs> I'd like to be at. Um, and I, I think where I am like sports wise in the South, I love covering sports mm -hmm. in the South. So if I could stay in the South, that'd be cool. Or like maybe hit like Texas or somewhere. That'd be great. But I'm honestly pretty open to go like wherever. So I think next step would be to probably, I think I need one more market locally before I could try and make like a network jump. Cause it seems to be the trend of someone else does like you usually do like two local markets and then maybe make that network jump. But eventually I'd love to like do like sideline reporting for like, if anything, I'd love to cover basketball if I wanted to be a sideline reporter. Like I don't mind doing like football or, or hockey maybe even or something, but I'd love to do like basketball sideline reporting. But like long-term would be to be on a show like The Jump mm. or Good Morning Football. Like if I could go to work every day, be on a show for like three, four hours and, and that's my day, Monday to Friday, it'd be perfect. Like I just would love to be on a show. I think eventually like I'm, I think I am like a studio type person. So if I can either be on a show and be in studio or be a studio host of some sort, that'd be great. But I'd love to be on a show like that. Or if I could like, obviously dream would be like to be like the 49ers beat reporter or something. Mm -hmm. So like the, their team reporter, which yeah. um, the, the girl who has it now, she does a great job, but like, you know, if she leaves eventually, maybe just <laughs> slide in or something. Right but, in there, yeah. yeah, but I'd love to do that. I think it'd be really fun to either be like on a show or, and it doesn't have to just be the 49ers, but like cover a team specifically, mm -hmm. because then it's like, you just get to focus on the team and the right. stories with them. So I think that would be more fun than having to kind of like nationally cover something. Right. So. You cover so like so many things, right? And yeah, it would yeah. be cool to have that like, team focus right yeah like i said it doesn't have to be the 49ers it could be like uh you know another nfl team or or something but i think ideally like i'd like to do football or basketball but i mean i've even thought about like because the girl who does nascar coverage she does a great job i'm like what if i did nascar like mm -hmm. i'm like i will i will go pretty much where this career kind of takes me to try mm -hmm. and 
to try and just build like the resume or whether it's golf I cover, yeah. like I said, hockey. And I never would have said that before, but I'm like, I'm pretty much open to do whatever. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Scott Van Pelt, you know, he started at golf channel. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's so. a goat. Not that I could yeah. ever be like SVP, <laughs> but yeah. And I'm, I'm high for him to come to like DC, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, moving so, down. It's crazy. Yeah, he's he's great. So, and I think this is because he went to he's a Maryland guy. So this is like mm-hmm. where his heart is and stuff. But yeah, I'm kind of just right now with the career. I'm like I will take kind of whatever comes my way. And like obviously, I do want to stay focused on where I want to be. But I'm also like, let's just be along for the journey and see what happens. Like yeah. I don't know if I where whenever I do make it, it could be. Five years from now or fifteen years from now, and I'll I'll be happy because I'm like this is I know this is a long career that I want to stay in, so I'm kind of like I'm not in a rush to like get to the top. I guess yeah. I'm just like let's just have fun. Right, so. that's awesome. Uh, well, yeah. Ellie, this has been this has been a pleasure. Um, I pre- really appreciate you coming on. I know you're busy with your new promotion and everything, so thanks for making time out of your day to spend some time with us. Uh, but before yeah. we go, before we let you go, the Niners, how are they going to look this year? Oh, um, I think that, I mean, I think they'll be solid even with losing, um, DeForest Buckner. I mm-hmm. think that, that hurt cause he's great, but I think we're still going to be okay. Defensively. I'm not really too concerned. Um, even offensively, I'm not so much too. The interesting thing is what's going to happen with the whole Raheem Moser thing and like why mm-hmm. they don't want to pay him and what's going on with that. <laughs> But, um, you know, a lot of it, I think like year after year, it's, it's more just like, how's Jimmy going to be? I guess it's not so much how the team's going to be. How's Jimmy going to be? And that's always what, a concern for me because um, ever since he got injured, I feel like he hasn't quite been himself. And I don't know if it's because he's nervous to get injured again, but I'm it's still, more like I'm how. Not, I'm still not sold on him at all. Like I know. And I'm like. I, I don't mean to bag on him because I know that he is good. And so it's like, I don't want to like to do it, but I, I kind of agree. I'm like, I'm not, I need to see like a really good confident season from him to mm-hmm. feel good. Cause I didn't really see that this past season. Like, I don't think he's terrible, but I'm like, I need to see a little bit more. So I think that if they can figure out this Raheem Mostert thing and depending on how Jimmy has, how he does this season, then they'll be in good shape. But I trust the, the office and I trust Kyle Shanahan and I trust that we have a good foundation and good players that like they want to win now that we were this close. They're like, they <laughs> want to win a Super Bowl. So, I mean, we've got like Kittle and Bosa and good fired up good players. So yeah. I think we could be really good. I think we could, I think we could win the Super Bowl, but I think we should have won it this past year, but oh, absolutely. I, think, I, I think we, I think we can do it. So hopefully. Well, I'm a Steelers fan, so I'm trying to hold off on the Niners winning their six. So, ooh, yeah, I was gonna say that it's uh, like, well, I mean, because now it's like the Patriots and Steelers both have six, but mm-hmm. come on, like just let us join it because I have this. Post you know, for it. I'll leave. I'll leave the glory days for the Niners back in the '90s, but I'm not gonna let them get another one. <laughs> See, the fact that now I've seen them lose two has been hard. Mm. It's like when they lost. When they lost the ball. Yeah, yeah. The hard bubble. Yeah. So hopefully we'll see. And like I said, I, I love this team so much. And I love John Lynch as a manager. And I like mm. Kyle Shanahan that I really feel like they deserve to win one. So yeah. They've done a hell of a job. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah they've done it's, a been a, it's been a turnaround for sure. You make an argument with John Lynch, but like, I'll leave it yeah. at that. Yeah. But really? I think he's been good. Yeah, he's been great. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said, never mind. I, I, mis, I misunderstood you. <laughs> no, no, no. I like the guy. I, I just don't like the 49ers franchise in general. So that's fair. That's fair. I'm well, Ellie, I'm sorry. thanks so much for, for coming <laughs> on with us. I hope the night yeah, is doing well. Um, do you want to plug your Twitter and social media and all that? Yeah. Yeah. Should I just say it? I think I'm like Twitter. I believe I'm at Ellie French TV and Instagram. I think I'm just Ellie French. So yeah. It is, at, at, it is pretty amusing when we ask people this because they're like, I think this is my handle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I like changed it because I, I can't get verified through like gray. And so I'm like, well, I want to be there. I want to be verified as like something that I know I'm not going to change. Cause I think at first it was like Ellie French WTOK, but I'm like, well, my next station, I'll change it. So I'm like, let's change just do it. Right. Yeah. And then you I'm yeah. like, yeah. yeah, I'm like Ellie French TV is what it is. So that's perfect. Awesome. Right. Yeah. Well, give well, her thank a follow on there. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Really, really appreciate yeah. it. All right. Well, appreciate you guys. Have a good one. Okay. You too. Right. Talk okay, to bye. You. Bye. Feeling good. Like I should. Winning circle walk around the neighborhood Feeling blessed, never stressed Got that sunshine on my Sunday best yeah. hey, Every day can be a better day despite the challenge All you gotta do is leave it better than you found it